Hey guys, we're back with another episode of the Red and White Podcast. This is episode three, and it's Go to Hell Carolina Week. Dustin and I talk a little bit about Carolina. We'll take some calls, some thoughts from, from you guys about Carolina. We, pre- we appreciate all the calls. Uh, feel free to give us a call, 919-766-0096. Give us your pre- or post-game thoughts, whatever. Uh, but first, we're going to take a look at the Virginia Tech game. Nice win for the pack. Thanks for listening. Hey man, this is uh, Robbie out of Graham, North Carolina, and uh, I feel the pack can win today. They get a solid uh, post presence. We keep crashing the boards like we're supposed to. I mean, we have these flashes of brilliance, and then we we go out there and we end up playing like a middle school team every now and then. But but I feel like as long as we can keep crashing the boards, Bernard Freeman, Kyle Washington, BJ, just you know, establish a strong post presence. My name's Adam. My prediction for tonight is State 79, Virginia Tech 70. Hey, Austin from Wilmington. Long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. Uh-huh. Listen to both episodes. Nice job. Uh, two quick things. Number one, uh, prediction for the game tonight with uh, Virginia Tech and NC State. I'm going to go with uh, 83 NC State and Virginia Tech at 71. There you go. Uh, and secondly, uh, just nice job overall. The um, Anyway, enjoy the show. I guess that's really about it. Enjoy. See ya. Welcome to the Go to Hell Carolina po- I'm sorry, the Red and White podcast. <laughs> uh, opened it up a little different this time, playing some calls, so thank you all for that, and thanks to Austin for the kind words. We're really glad you enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I think that's fantastic. We actually got people to call. Yeah. Give us your thoughts. Uh, yeah. We had to couldn't have worked out better. Do some bribery to start with, but uh, Evan ended up giving away some tickets. Yeah, Robbie from Graham, North Carolina, was the big winner. Uh, he was one of the first few callers, and uh, you know we were happy to give them to him. Any anytime we can put a Wolfpack fan in the seats when we couldn't make it, yeah, I think it works out for everybody. Absolutely. So he, I talked to him on Twitter. He uh, apparently I think took his dad. They're pretty excited, so that's cool. But. Perfect. Um, Perfect. Overall, I think uh, everybody that called in was pretty confident that uh, we were going to beat VT, and apparently they should have been, yeah? Yeah, but Virginia Tech is, I mean, they're pretty bad. Not going to sugarcoat that one. Uh, they're young. Like we said last time that, we, you know, Buzz is going to turn it around because he's a good coach. But right now, I mean, we should have blown them out of the gym. If they didn't hit 10 in a row at one point, uh, you know, it would have been a 30-point win. But well, we just don't do that, you know. Yeah, that's not our thing. We like to keep it close. Yeah, I think uh, really a lot of that game went back to what we were fussing about after Virginia, and we actually had a three-point shooter, and Ralston Turner showed up. Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's been so inconsistent the last few games, and if he starts hitting them, then you know it's perfect for us. But then you, with the, with the way Cat's been playing, we haven't had those two play good together yet. You know, if they put they put together a solid game between the two of them, I think we really could have something going well, right, right about the right time too. That's going to happen Tuesday night, you know. <laughs> uh, but I don't You're know. Really if, if you look at the guards for that game, uh, what Rawson had eighteen, Trevor with fourteen, and Cat with ten. So that's not the twenty point outburst we've seen from Cat, but he had four assists to go along with it. So that kind of helps. 
you know, he doesn't have to have the 20 points. He just needs to play aggressive. He needs to to keep trying to get to the rim, and that's what he was doing. If he gets to the rim, you know, the guys are going to start collapsing. That's when you're going to open it up for Trevor, I mean, uh, for Ralston. And I think Trevor's the same way. At, at times, they have a tendency to just settle for long jumpers. Kind of the whole team does. I think you saw that in the first part of the second half. They just kind of get in a lull and take long jumpers. That's just not what they're they're best at. Right. Cat getting to the rack. It really, you know, got to keep the defense honest. And I think that's that's huge. So he doesn't have to score 20 points, but he keeps getting the, you know, the 10, 15 that he's been getting, the way he's been getting them. I think that's that's huge for us. Yeah. If you look, it was pretty – we got some good – good minutes out of uh, one of the Martins this time. You never know which one's going to be, but Caleb showed up this time. You know, eight points, hit a couple of good three-point shots that were just every time they went down, you're like, man, that could be a dagger kind of kind of things. And uh, He's he's good. Uh, you know, I like both of them. They, the way they play, they both play hard. Uh, you never know. I mean, I think you can put either one in and you can get something out of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just yeah. depends on the game itself. I'm Looking, I don't even think Cody got on the floor then that game. Uh, if he did, he's not like on the it. box score. But uh, yeah, good minutes out of Caleb, good minutes out of BJ. Lenard Freeman had a really solid game defensively. I thought he was uh, really important. It, it doesn't show on the stat sheet, but I think he had a good game. Yeah, you know, that's he's been playing pretty well. You know, the coach put him in the lineup. The last few games, and it's not for his offensive. We have, you know, we have the offense. We need guys that can, you know, rebound, defend the block. You know, Kyle was kind of up and down, so it's kind of it's a little strange that he didn't get that much playing time. I mean, at all in that game. Yeah, what? That that was but, kind of uh, no minutes, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's something to do with how practice went, right? Coach is gonna. We have the depth of the big guys that. If you know Abu doesn't get in foul trouble, he's going to stay in there a while. And the same thing with Anya and Freeman, or Anya at least. So then it gives you leeway. If whoever's playing better, you put him in there. And Freeman's been playing better. He's been you know, a little bit more consistent. I think that's what you're looking for. It, it gives us a little bit of freedom there and play whoever's playing better, whoever's practicing better. Um, you know, Kyle's just sometimes he's just so frustrating, right? He, he plays hard and you love it. You know, he's got the energy. But then he takes that 19-footer, and you're like, no! And he makes one of them, and it goes in, you know, and you're like, all right. Well, I mean, if it goes in, it becomes even worse, because then you're like, well, shit, he's going to take them all game now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not his best attribute, taking those long jumpers. Um, but, you know, he, he hasn't, I don't know what his percentage is, but it's not too, it hasn't been too bad. But it's just, I don't know, it's not the shot I want to take. I want our guards taking those long shots. I want Kyle with his little left-handed baby hook in their lane, and. You know, that's what I think Gottfried wants out of him. I think the same thing. Yeah. And I think, too, the game dictated who you saw play. I think if yeah. if we were down 5 or 10, then you would have seen Washington come in. Yeah. But we didn't really need his – I mean, he's a better offensive player than Freeman, there's no doubt. Um, but we never really needed that, well, somebody's got to go in and do something. So I think right. that might have been a key there. You know, like you said, it was – I'm sure it was a practice thing, reward for that, but – I think Freeman's a little better defensively. If we had needed the points, I think you might have saw the general come in. But uh, <laughs> it's funny, though. He reminds me so much. He's better inside, but what did you think of Deshaun Painter back in the day? 
I, I mean, he was he was serviceable. I um, loved Sean Painter. That jump shot he had, it was either on and it was going in every time, or it was not even going to hit the rim. But when he was on, he was like my favorite player on the team, I swear. Uh, uh, he would be, what, a senior now? Or maybe he'd been gone by now. I think he'd be gone. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it, it broke my heart. Where did he go? Uh, DePaul, I think? No, I think he goes like Old Dominion or Old Dominion, maybe. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. But yeah, that just came out of nowhere home. and broke my heart. Yeah, I think it was some. Fa- it was a family related thing. Yeah, it it was nice to see a game too where it was comfortable enough to get the walk ons in, give them some time. See that nice little baby court shot to to beat the buzzer was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I like this a tweet from his dad saying he was never never been so proud and see. His- Son hit the buzzer beater. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, other than that, I mean, is is there anything else to say about that game? It kind of went hashtag as expected, right? Yeah, it did. Uh, we shot plus eighty percent from the line, and you know that's good. that's really good for us. That's uh, so we keep the, we need to keep that up. Oh yeah, that's huge, especially tourney time. We're getting close, so that shouldn't even be an issue now. It should just be expected, you know. Yeah, agreed. Um. But other than that, no, I think we came out, we got a, a sizable lead, we gave it away, which, you know, as expected. But then we were able to fight back from it. So hopefully that shows growth. Who knows? Uh, going off from that, we'll just do a little touch on uh, women's basketball. It's had a good, a hell of a week, really. Huge comeback against Miami. A win over Duke yesterday in front of a huge crowd, from, from what I understand. And apparently... They had a nice court storming, which is unheard of for women's basketball. Uh, that's wild. Yeah, that's got to awesome. be a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, I put it in the show notes. One would think, yeah, but uh, yeah, it seems West Miller's got it going in the right direction. Uh, can't hurt to have women women's basketball doing well, you know, along with the men. Uh, trying no, to win absolutely, that cup, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the West Miller hire. You know, I don't really know much about women's basketball but if you you know look at his resume and see what he's done other places i thought it was a really good hire and you know he's doing the right things here so far so good yeah and that's uh that's one of the things debbie really stressed when she showed up was that every program is or every sport is going to carry their weight you know and yeah if you can't do it you're out and she's really followed through with that and the olympic sports have seen a really big surge under her Look at wrestling's top twenty-five now. Uh, some other sports, I think uh, maybe swimming or something like that's really good too. I'm not going to act mm-hmm. like I know a lot about it because I don't, but I'm happy for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, we're going to take a break, uh, play some calls that we got in uh, for UNC previews, and then the second half of the show we'll uh, dive into hating Carolina. So we'll talk to you in a bit. State 75, UNC 68. This is Jim Edwards. Hey, I'm just calling to give my prediction for the UNC game. Um, I think we're playing great. I think UNC is playing pretty well right now as well. Um, I really feel like J.P. Tokido is the perfect guy that you would want to guard a guy like Trevor Lacey. For that reason, I think this is 
kind of a bad matchup. I see us giving them a good game. Um, I'm going to go with 84 to 80. Yeah, I was calling in and put with a prediction on the Carolina game. I think uh, this will be the first year that we actually show up from the get-go uh, like we did with Louisville. And if State gets the victory, it'll probably be five points. You know, saw your um, message on statefans.com, State Fans Nation. Hey, this is uh, Robbie calling in from Graham, North Carolina. I feel as if State can play with anybody in the country as long as our bigs are playing good, like, I mean, I might, I might come off like a, a broken record by stating that, but I feel like it's true. As long as our Kyle Washington, B.J. Anya, Leonard Freeman, as long as those guys are crashing the boards, staying solid, playing, I mean, at least some decent defense without getting into foul trouble, I mean, I feel like we can play with anybody in the country. And um, Marcus Page, I mean, every time we play the holes, they – He's motivated for some reason. He, he gives us hell. He plays his guts out every time that, that we play him. But if we can keep him somewhat contained, I think State goes into Chapel Hill and picks up a, a crucial, crucial conference win against the Tall Bones. Go Wolf Pack. So, welcome back. Thanks for the calls. Again, we really appreciate it. It seems that a, a lot of people are on board with me that we're going to go to Chapel Hill and get a win. But we had one there that was pretty pretty agreeable that it's going to be a tough game, which is more on par with Evan's thoughts. But I'm not saying it's going to be a t- they're not going to be a tough game, but I think we'll get a win. Uh, so, if we're keeping score, that's um, four for State and then one for UNC. With my vote undecided at the moment. Undecided? I thought you were staunch. We're not winning. Well, that's just the Wolfpack fan. I mean, I'm going to give it until the end of the episode. Uh-oh. Maybe you can convince me otherwise. There you go. There's suspense. You have to stay until the <laughs> end now. That's uh, right. But, uh, yeah, going to Chapel Hill tomorrow to play the North Carolina Marcus Pages. What do you think? Marcus Page has been a bane to my existence here. Uh, <laughs> every game in PNC, he's just... I I mean they call him PNC Page for a reason. Oh. I don't even know I don't know if if he can keep it up in the Dean Dome, but I don't know. He's he's just been a he's just been trouble for us ever since he's I guess last year was his first year, but ever since he just just seems to play better against us than he does anybody. He hadn't, he wasn't playing that well against he didn't play that well against Duke. Uh, Quinn Cook pretty much shut him down for the most part, and uh, who they play Georgia Tech. He was he had an okay game against Georgia Tech. They didn't really need it. They were destroying him. But yeah, that was a Tokoto show. Yeah, he's he's just so good. I mean, uh, I'm stealing another one of Joe Giglio's tweets. So I'll give him credit for it. Uh, Marcus Page is averaging 18 points a game versus NC State and 11 versus everybody else. That's unreal, man. Right. <laughs> he's 50 percent from three point land and 37 against it for everybody else. That's Roy's boy, man. It's it is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I. What are you gonna do? It's every game you expect it. We know it coming in, and he's still. I tell you that game last year with him and Warren going at each other. That was one of the best one on ones I've ever seen. It really was one of the best games. I mean, despite the outcome, it's still one of the best games, you know, played in Raleigh. 
Oh yeah, that hell was of a awesome. Game. That was awesome to see. It was unbelievable. Yeah, those two. I mean, it's neither one wanted. They both were sure they could get the win for their team, and they both deserved it. Really. Uh, side note: Could you imagine the team this year if TJ Warren had stayed one more? Oh gosh! <laughs> there wouldn't be enough balls to go around. They always, still, you know, that old cliche. Who, you know, there enough balls to go around. TJ was here. It wouldn't be enough balls to go around. Yeah. But it would be awesome to see. Oh God! Oh, I mean, who takes who takes the last shot on that hypothetical team? TJ or Trevor? I man, I think I give it to Trevor for last shot over TJ. Really? What if you only yeah. need one and he, it's going inside? If it's going inside, if it's anywhere inside the paint, I'll give it to TJ. TJ yeah. All right, that's but, enough of that. That's depressing. Uh, that is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so, tomorrow, say that we somehow stop Marcus Page. Not, we're not going to stop him, but get him to a, a containable type of thing. Who's the difference of the game? Is it Cat? Yeah, if we can keep Page to his regular average... Which is all I'm asking. I don't. I don't want him to get to his NC State average. Then, I think Cat could be the difference maker, because he's been playing on another level lately. I mean, he's been playing, you know, like like the guy we thought he should be. And I think he can he can give them fits. I know they have they're athletic, they're long, you know, Tokido, whatever. But I think Cat can be a difference maker, getting to the rim, getting on the breaks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think he needs to continue his good play. See, I'll say I I expect a good game out of him. I, I don't think necessarily that he will make or break the game. I think, right. it, it, you know, it sounds like I'm on repeat, but we have to have a three-point threat. So whether it's Ralston, who showed up last game, if he's off, then – Cat's got to be able to take a couple of those threes comfortably and, and feel good about them and make them. If he misses the first couple, uh, it's it's going to be a tough game. Somebody's got to be able to hit something from outside because I think they will. So, you know, my thoughts on that is if, if we need Ralston to hit from the outside because if we don't, then everybody else starts jacking up from the outside. And... That just not what's best for us. I mean, our, our most of our guys are better getting to the rim. Trevor, Cat, those guys need to get in the lane, get the mid mid range jumper, and then that opens it up for for Ross on the outside. I, I, I mean, agree. I, um, yeah, I think too though. I it's Cat's Cat's been a different player the last what five or six games, but I think he goes from a good. Great play, good slash great player to a deadly player, if he can get an outside shot consistently. If he can start driving, get get them on their heels, and then just just stop, break their ankles, pull up for a three, and it go in. Right, that would make him a he's not going to be here four years type of player, <laughs> you know. So maybe he shouldn't yeah. do that, but um, <laughs> I think if Ralston's off. It's going to be a tough game, a real tough game. I don't know that we can get out. Two things for me, two things are key. Ralston has to be hot, or not necessarily hot, but serviceable from outside. And like you said, Page cannot get to his average. If he gets 18 points, we're done. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Page gets 18, 20. It's going to be a long night for us. Yeah, I just don't know who we've got that can 
I don't know who we have that can equalize that. I'm not saying we don't have the players, but if he's doing that, then there's going to be other people doing other things that are going to be a big problem for us. Yeah, you know that's and that's the thing they don't have. I mean, they're I mean they're similar to us. They don't have that many outside shooters. They have some guys that can hit it, but that's not their best. You know, it's not their best game. No, and you that's know, been game, a, a trend with Carolina teams the past couple of years. Right, um, it's been it's been their downfall. You know. To be honest, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily in the the fire Roy crowd or anything because I think they're lucky as hell to be where they're at, given the situation they're well they should be in. From the NCAA, that's a whole other discussion, whatever. But uh, they there's been a lack of that pure shooter. Um, I think that's what's taken away the titles that Carolina fans think they should be winning every other year, but. <laughs> Well, I, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna say this now. There's probably nobody I hate more than Roy Williams, but he's. I mean, he's he's done what he's done there. So I got you know I got to give him that kind of credit. But man, he annoys the crap out of me. Oh yeah, Dagum, Dagum, heck, give me a cold. But other than that, uh, something else I saw that I thought was kind of cool, uh, or not necessarily well, it's good. Uh, something else that uh, we seem to take stuff from Joe Giglio a lot, but. Apparently, we were doing a shoot-around in the Dean Dome tonight, which we've never done against Carolina. I think that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, apparently, we did it against Duke, but we've never gone to Carolina the day before to have a shoot-around in the gym. I think, I mean, that can't lead to bad things, right? I think it's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that, a, you know, for a young team to, you know, walk in there and be able to shoot around and kind of get a little comfortable with it. I, I think that's a great move. That is a fantastic move by Godfrey. And, and something else I would have done, too, when I led the team onto the court, I would have turned to both the Martins and been like, hey, you could have played here, but they didn't recruit you. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Get them fired up. Yeah. Then again, I don't know if you want them fired up any more than they already are. Um, That's true. <laughs> but it can't be a bad thing. So, Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's, that was a great move. That's really cool. Right. It's going to be a good game no matter what. Uh End of the day, win or lose, I still hate Carolina. How about you? Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, with that, you got something for us, don't you, Evan? I know. I'm avoiding it. Are you? I, I hate the heels. I mean, I mean, I, we're not betting your house or anything, so. I know, but I don't want to pick the pack because then I'll feel like I jinx them. And I just, and you can never feel good about going to Chapel Hill and playing anything. It could be the freaking rifle team. <laughs> and I still wouldn't feel confident going to Chapel Hill. The bass team, I wouldn't feel confident going to Chapel Hill. See, that's what I, I just hate. hate. I, I will never I just hate them. state for anything. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I can't do it. I cannot do it. I, I mean, I think we'll play better. We've been playing well. and I, We should have had them in Raleigh. Yeah, you know, I really think we could. We, you know, we didn't play well, and we still had a chance. So, I think it's gonna be a close one. I think it'll be somewhere around seventy-four, seventy. I don't think we're gonna be. I'm not picking us to be on the right side of that one. Oh, Carolina, eh? I can't do it. I can't pick the pack. I just, it's in my ingrained in me. I hate them so much. They're if I pick the pack, we're gonna lose, and I'm gonna feel bad. Well. Public service announcement. All hate tweets send to at ER on Twitter. Uh, if you send them to the podcast, I will get notifications on my phone as well, and I don't deserve this hate. So make sure that is directed straight at Mr. Evan himself. I, I will take him. I will take him. Yeah. But it's just, I've seen it too many times. I, I can't do it. Yeah. Well, 
Well, with that said, we're going to take a quick break. Dustin's going to get another beer, and then when we come back, we're going to play some of the calls we got. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Chris calling in here. Um, uh, so, or a junior at NC State, and i uh, just been following the team all season, and uh, I'm uh, really interested in your thoughts on uh, one of my biggest concerns with uh, basketball this season has been inconsistency. Uh, but here's the, the biggest thing. Uh, I think the win at Louisville did not really restore my faith that we could, you know, go to the tournament and do some damage, maybe win a couple more games. It was the win with Virginia Tech coming in that really made me think, yeah, this is a team that can dominate the teams it's supposed to and go on the road and win some difficult games and, and uh, you know, really show a display of power. And that's something we've lacked throughout the entire season is consistency because we, uh, you know, we manhandle Duke when they come in to our uh, PNC arena and uh, then uh, we drop some dumb games in the road that we should have beaten and get uh, really blown away by Clemson at home and some other good teams that we should have uh, beaten, but uh, they just put up a fight. So I think now with the Virginia Tech win, which was a very comfortable lead, uh, I, I finally feel like uh, this team's coming together at the right time. So uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, just let me know. Um, what do you think? Uh, when, when did you uh, – When did you guys are obviously a big supporter, so when did you, you guys start to believe that this team could uh, do some damage? I mean, any thoughts? Uh, look forward to hearing the podcast, uh, whichever one goes out next. I'm a uh, first-time caller, but uh, really interested in what you guys have to say. So uh, thanks a bunch for doing the Red and White podcast, and uh, go back. All right, so Chris referenced inconsistency, and I want to tell you all a little story. Uh, after the Louisville game, I sent Evan a text message with – it basically said expletive this team because of the inconsistency that they can't seem to shed. I was so angry because I saw what they could do, but then I see them play a Cincinnati and get blown out. What do you think? I th- I mean, I think he nailed it. You know, we've we've he's a he's a relatively new pack fan, I'm gonna say, you know, he's still in college. But inconsistencies of what I've been struggling with with almost all NC State athletics since I've been an NC State fan. You know, it's nearly 30 years now, and it's just oh, they're, they you know they win the game that you know they're not supposed to win, and they just lay an egg when they should when they should win the game, and it's just so frustrating. So, I, and I understand what he's talking about, you know, completely. The the team's been up and down this year. You can talk in the Virginia Tech game; they've played really well the first you know 10 minutes, and then. Inconsistent in the last five minutes of the second of the first half, and then it comes comes back and they pick it up. So I mean, we get it. You know, it's frustrating as hell. It always has been, and it's never going to go away. I don't think. <laughs> it just, I mean, you know, I just feel like it's just what we're stuck with. You know, it's just one of those things. And I hate to say get used to it, but you kind of got to get used to it. It's been there for yeah, like like you said, it's it's something that. Is this team inconsistent? Yeah. Is that what's going to hold them back in the end? It could be. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, talk too that Louisville didn't restore faith in him or faith for him. And I get that because Duke, you know, we came out and did that and then absolute disaster after. And then he talked about Virginia Tech. And honestly, I think he might be right. That VT win might be bigger than Louisville because that's a game that we were supposed to win and that's one we always have trouble with yeah i mean i think from a 
a state's fan's perspective, I think he's exactly right that that VT game, you know, was troublesome because you think, you know, they, especially when they started hitting shots there, you're like, oh crap, here we go, you know, this is what's going to happen. But they hung on, they kind of fought back into a little bit, and they were and they were okay. So I, I like it. Um, it's and it sounds like an excuse, but I do agree that you know we're a young team. You know, it's it's what it part plays part in the inconsistency. I don't think that's you know, I, I hate to excuse the youth, but it's it's relevant. You know, it's just it is. We we only have one senior, and you know the other guys are just new playing. I mean, this is, Lacey hasn't played in a year. You know, the Martin twins, they've only played sixteen games or whatever. We're into the season. Oh, well, we're in twenty seven games into the season, aren't we? Yeah, I mean. It's for me. I'm kind of in agreement with you, Chris. I think the VT win was huge because yeah. I'm used to us having a big win and then coming back and losing the next game that we should win. That's a normal thing for us. Um, I think that was a big step. Seeing if they can carry that over until tomorrow night, that's something altogether different. Um, but we'll find out soon. Um, I think we about, talked about it. Before, I think we talked about it before. You know, Cat is a difference in the first half of this year. That team, and then the team that's played the last six or seven games. If he keeps playing like that, I think that helps everybody else. You know, Ralston's going to have up and down nights, and it takes a little bit of the pressure off of it. You know, before early on, if Ralston's hitting, not hitting those shots, then it's all on Trevor, and there's no other help or consistent help, at least. Right. And yeah, so, that's if we can get consistency out of one player, then that's a start, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I would say that consistently inconsistent is on par with NC State <laughs> athletics as a whole, not just basketball. Right. Um, well, who do we got for the second call? Uh, we got Joe, and we'll turn it over to you now, Joe. Hey, guys, this is Joe Johnson, uh, state grad, 11 and 13. Uh, I'm enjoying the podcast so far. Listening to that second episode just uh, a couple minutes ago. Uh, want to hear you guys talk a little bit about the, the difference that age is going to play between our football and basketball team. Obviously, age played a big role in our football team last year. We had a lot of freshmen. I uh, feel like we have a young team again in basketball this year, but in basketball, you get so many freshmen one and dones that I, I don't even know if it makes a difference. You know, if, if that'll really. Uh, raise us to another level to get more experience next year. Uh, thanks, guys. Looking forward to episode three. All right. So Joe wants to talk about age and what role it plays in basketball and football. What do you think? So that's, that's a good point. It was a good call. Um, and we you know we touched on it a little bit with basketball and while you know you've seen the pack beat up and down and whatnot. It, it's tough. It's tough to judge because you know football. Youth is definitely a big factor, right? I mean, those guys, you get, there's a difference between playing an 18-year-old freshman and a 22-year-old redshirt senior. I mean, I think it makes a difference at most positions. Maybe skill positions you can get away with playing some freshmen because it's, it's a speed-based position if they're, you know, refined enough. But guys like Jim Grobe, you know, he made his living playing redshirt seniors and redshirt juniors. And that's, and the, you know, that's why. It's because they're more developed, they're, they're better players, they're more mature, they understand everything a little bit better. So, you know, with football, it's it's a 
definitely an impact if you're playing a lot of freshmen, which we have. You know, I think we, we're not, if not the youngest team, one of the youngest teams in the country. I think the, I think the stat was like 75% underclassmen. And that, I mean, that's huge. That, and to still be able to win the games they won, I think that's that says that a lot shows. about the players and the staff. It does. It absolutely does. And that's, I think that's that's a good point. That's something that didn't get a lot of talk this year. But to play the to win the games we did with the the age of the team says so much for the coaching staff, not just the head coach, all the position coaches as well. To get that out of the players that they did, that's huge. Yeah, we lost that Louisville game, and it upset people because we could have won. Well, that's going to happen, but then we went to Syracuse and won that game. Right, and they didn't give up. They didn't give up on the season. You know, that was part of, uh, you know, with freshmen, they can go either way. They could, you know, fold it in or they could rally, and they rallied, and I think that's an awesome sign for what Dorn is doing with the program. Absolutely. I think from the football standpoint, age definitely has a bigger effect on the overall thing, like you said. But I think when you have a team that can pull out games like we did this year, being that young, if you want to look yeah. into the future for three years from now, it's only good things. I think those players grow up, and I mean we're on the right track. I, I can't see the future, but we're going to win some ball games. You know, uh, I agree. And you know, and he and Joe brought up basketball as well. And I think it's it's a different mentality with basketball. If you have the one and duns, and there's maybe you know ten, fifteen of those guys. And if you have those guys, then they, they can come in and play right away, and they can make a difference. But again, if you have guys like Cody and Caleb, they're not—you know—they're good, and they're good, talented guys. They're four-star guys, but they're not one and dones. And so you want them to stay and develop. I, I can't wait to see those two when they're juniors. I mean, they'll have the games going to be refined. They'll be more mature physically, mentally. I think it, it's definitely an impact if you don't have those—the one and done talent. You know, the fresh being a freshman, being young, it, it impacts your team. It impacts the performance. And I think you've seen that with some of the games we've lost at the end of the game. You know, maybe if some of those guys are a little more experienced, a little more, you know, refined or have been through it before, they understand the emotions and they control a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think it's an impact. And so I agree with what Joe was saying. I just think with one and duns and basketball, there's, there's a few of them that are, are going to be that kind of difference makers. The rest of them, it's kind of it's impact. It's like football; they're going to be a little bit more, in, you know, impact with them playing basketball. But it's still not going to. There's still an excuse built in there, and I keep saying excuse. Still, still a reason for, you know, some of the ups and downs, some of the inconsistencies. Yeah, and I think with basketball too, you see a lot more of pure ready to go talent. There, there's a little bit of that out there. There's not a lot. Like, look in Durham. You got Jaleel Okafor. That is a pure talent that's just ready to go. Right. And then you come to Raleigh, and you got the Martin Twins, who I would say are, have raw talent. Like, it's there. They have the talent. It's just not developed. Like you said, it's not refined yet. But it will be. Right. Basketball, I think, there's there's a lot more credit than is deserved that goes into one and dones. You can talk mm-hmm. about Kentucky. They should have won the title every year. But how many do they have? One, I think. I mean. I have no idea. Yeah. I, you look at that. Well, how are they, we even talked about it. The first or second game this year. Like, well, they're never going to lose a game. And they haven't. But they play in the SEC. 
Right. Put them in the tournament. Put them up against, uh, I want to go state homer. Put them up against a Dayton. Okay. Uh, Let's go Archie. Yeah, that's right. Or <laughs> even a Virginia, you know. I, I, well, I heard I heard a great analogy and what people were talking about. Um, it was an article went floating around and is Kentucky the Florida State of basketball? You know, Florida State they played in the ACC, maybe not as strong as the SEC, but and you know, flip around for basketball, Kentucky's playing the SEC, it's not nearly as strong as the ACC. They're running through it. Florida State ran through it. I think there's some relevance there. I think Kentucky's going to lose at some point. My opinion after the first game when they played Kansas and they just destroyed them to where they are now, I think they're beatable. My, you know, I think they're beatable. I think somebody, like you said, Dayton or Virginia or Wisconsin, somebody plays some defense, somebody's not afraid to bang around with those big guys. Wisconsin would tear Kentucky apart. <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm not. Anyway, back back to the topic at hand. Not oh, my yeah, Kentucky. Sorry. Well, no, I went on a Kentucky hate rant, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think age is more of an issue in football than it is basketball. Right. Just because you you have, you have those players that come in. Plus, there's there's five guys on the court in basketball, mm-hmm. whereas you know you've got five guys doing something. If you look at football, if you have one guy do something wrong, that completely messes up the whole play. Right. Whereas there's less of a chance of error in basketball. I think that can be overcame more. Um, but I think it was... That's a good question, man. Uh, it is. It's something to think about. You know, beginning of the football season, uh, you know, we won the games against the jump teams that we're supposed to win. And then the games start getting a little harder. And you, you can tell they were playing better, right? They were played better than the year before when they, everything was just a train wreck. So we still lost the games, but you know, that's when I'd say, well, they're young, but at least they're they're improving. You know, they're playing games closer. You know, they're getting there. I think he, I, even Tom O'Brien said it once. He's like, you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, then you win big. Yeah. And I think that's the progression they're going through, and you can see that. You can see them getting better, whether or not they're winning or they're you know, whether or not they're winning or losing. You can definitely see improvement. Yeah. In football. Yeah, and I think you'll see the advancement of age play a bigger role in football than basketball. I think our I think our football team is going to be really good in a year or two. Um, basketball, you know, it depends on recruiting, but football, there's a foundation there that, that you're going to see those players grow up and it's going to make a difference. Oh, absolutely. The talent coming in yeah, is definitely going to make a difference. Basketball is so hard to tell because, you know, there's, I don't, I don't really follow basketball recruiting very well. It's just, they're recruiting middle schoolers and things like that, and I just I can't get into that. Yeah. But it, it can anything can happen. You know, we saw. I remember going with watching some of the Herb teams when guys like Cedric Simmons or Josh Powell they left a year early, you know, a year before they should have. And it's just if if you have those things happen, you just can't really predict them. C.J. Leslie. Oh yeah, C.J. Leslie. I mean, he's a he's an example as well. I mean, these guys. I somebody's telling them one thing. Maybe they don't like school or something. I don't know. But you you can never know if that's going to happen. With basketball, is a little bit more. That that's has a bigger impact. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think that's all we really had on par for the show. Uh, 
we've started to get some iTunes reviews. I, I saw a couple on there. Definitely, thank you for those. We asked for a couple more. That'd be awesome. Uh, Shrimpy. Thanks, thanks to Shrimpy yeah, for Shrimpy. being our yeah, first that's review. That's the one I remember because I asked Evan how to pronounce it. Uh, it's <laughs> Shrimpy with a C-H. Uh, and definitely keep the calls coming in. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope it's something we can keep doing. Uh, give us a call. Leave us a message. The number is 919-766-0096. You got anything else, or else, Evan? No, I'm good. I just, you know, thanks, everybody. We've had some great feedback about the podcast. We'll get better. We're kind of figuring it out as we go. But keep the calls. Keep the tweets coming. I think that helps, and everybody enjoys it. Absolutely. Uh, go Pack. Go to Hell, Carolina. That's it.